0: All right, Shere, welcome to episode one ninety eight of the podcast, getting inching closer to two hundred, which is very exciting. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Doing pretty well. Um, before we dive into, you know, what you're doing in the space and everything, um, tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background. Definitely curious. I'm sure other people are as well. Like, what, what's your story? How did you kind of find yourself in this crazy, wonderful world of crypto and blockchain? <laughs>
1: So yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. So I think um, I'm kind of like a noob in the industry actually. So Mm -hmm. I have been working at Citi, at Citibank, on the global brand team focused on brand innovation. And during my time there um, was connected to one of the current advisors at Snickerdoodle, Mike Tabasco, Um, and he's wonderful. And we just really like connected uh, and in trying to kind of figure out my my next step, uh, he said, "Would you ever want to work at a blockchain startup?" This was probably in February, March of this year. Um, and my response was, "You know, what's blockchain? And like, who's on the team? And what are they doing? And well, like, why do you think this would work?" And uh, so I said, "Well, send me some, send me some like articles or podcasts to kind of narrow down." Um, my understanding of it and what the team is focusing on. And I had that moment, which I I now realize like everybody has where you're just like the, you go down a rabbit hole where like, you're almost like falling through the looking glass of like, is this real? Is this possible? Are all of these ideas that I'm having, is this what we're talking about here? Are these, is this the direct, like, it just felt like completely inspired, very creative and um, also very confused, like why I hadn't, had to come across my radar. And so um, was connected to the team and and really just started asking questions and trying to understand um, their vision, and you know, which led to, you know, me becoming COO, because really, what I think of what I'm doing here is translating their ambitious vision that I fully believe in into reality every day. So that's kind of the, the backstory.
0: Cool. So you haven't had much prior experience in crypto and blockchain until recently, I guess, getting into this job, right?
1: No. I mean, I had heard of it. It was, you know, in mainstream from like a Bitcoin perspective, but no, had no true understanding of the potential uh, and was not part of my professional life. And so I think that learning something new is really awesome. It can be, be anxiety provoking, but ultimately it's just mm-hmm. been really super fun. And I, I just see so much, um, opportunity for snickerdoodle and for the industry. And I'm just super psyched to be part of it.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about being a part of it now? It's, it's such a crazy space. There's so much going on, uh, learning new things every day. Even I am, Yeah, um, you can't get bored.
1: No, I, I, I can't keep up. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, it just moves at a pace that I am, I, I Maybe I'm getting used to it a little bit, but I I can't keep up. And I think that that's it's what's so exciting about it is that it's, everybody is being creative and exploring and finding new new ways and applications. And and it almost becomes like new ways for others to to be hooked in. So how can you just get more people? You just need that one hook for somebody to like you know flip a switch and connect for them. And then that's like really the entry point. And so I I like that, too. I like that there's a lot going on. I like that it's coming from a a lot of different industries, and then like converging within like, the like, core technology infrastructure of it. And then we'll hopefully then just bring in more people. I mean, it's, it's, it does feel like that, like, if I see a podcast or something, I'm like, Well, when was that recorded? Was that two months ago? Because that's probably out of date. But that's like, I mean, that doesn't that's never existed in any other part of my life. But it's been really fun.
0: Yeah, I, I love learning about new things in the space. And you you can't get bored. There's always something going on. It's incredibly hard to keep up with it all. But yeah. at least it keeps it exciting. Like, there's a lot of spaces you could be in a lot of industries, and um, it can kind of feel boring, or like not enough happening. So at least in this space, there's always something going on.
1: For sure. I mean, there's just so many different applications of like what it could mm-hmm. be, right? Even just to be able to you know, think really big, like, what could this really turn into? Where could this go? And it, um, without any sort of limitation that is, you know, fantasy world to be able to be able to like, think so freely. So Mm -hmm. I, I really like that. I think for some people that feels like overwhelming, but for me, it's like super inspiring.
0: Yeah. For me as well. I I feel the same way. What are you guys doing with Snickerdoodle? And I gotta be honest, anything named after a cookie sounds pretty good to me. So um, it's gotta be a cool company.
1: Well, uh, you know, so we're ultimately like a a data company using blockchain technology to really empower individuals to um, own, control, um, store, and use through, um, like to opt in to use their data when appropriate. And so I feel like there's like a juxtaposition with like our name and what we're doing, but we're really thinking about using NFTs as the cookies of Web3. So that's the, the connection. Uh, mm-hmm. It is fun to you know, feel like we're, you know, we're serious people with, like, with a serious vision. Uh, and our name immediately is very disarming and warm and welcoming. And that is intentionally done. I, we haven't really encountered anybody that has some sort of negative connotation with or, or experience with a, a snickerdoodle. So, um, you know, it's fun. And the intention is really to just bring more people on and to make it easy and to really focus on the individual and the user experience, which I think is a huge opportunity for the whole industry, you know, especially as somebody who's new to, for me to, you know, I'm, I'm experimenting and I'm, I'm trying to get deeper and to build my knowledge base, but it's really hard. Um, and you know, there's a lot of talk about bringing more mainstream people on, but the, the experience needs to be very much improved in order for that to happen. And and that's uh, a huge component of what we're trying to do at snickerdoodle.
0: Yeah. In terms of people being able to own their own data, how are you guys going about accomplishing that or creating, are you guys creating a product for that? Are you working with other teams mm-hmm. to make that a reality or what's the, what's the mission?
1: So, uh, We will have a protocol um, that uh, we're building, but we're also building applications on that protocol. So it'll be tools to allow individuals to create an account and link their um, digital wallets, and then generate a user profile that will include publicly available information through the linked wallet, um that profile will be owned by each individual and then they'll be able to control how their profile is shared um, and ultimately be able to provide businesses and enterprises access to different pieces of that data where they see fit in exchange for rewards uh, so that's like the basic premise um, there's a lot of you know future applications and creative ways that we're, you know, considering, um, implementing into our roadmap, but that's really the, the start of it.
0: What are some of these creative ways that you want to implement it?
1: I mean, I think like, like as like an experiment, we just, um, announced this was, uh, maybe in October, middle of October, NFT Loteria. So that was, uh, and if, uh, Loteria is, a uh, you know, it's almost like Mexican bingo. um, uh-huh. Our CEO and co-founder Jonathan Padilla is um, Hispanic, and there's a lot of um, history that he has in playing that game, and you know, wanting, really wanting to just make a connection to the Latinx community and be able to bring them on board. And so we worked with Hispanic Heritage Foundation um, and. Latino Community Fund and Rising Tide Foundation, and so really trying to figure out ways to both align like purpose and profit. How can we, you know, bring our tech? How can we to support nonprofits? How can we bring more people into the fold to start thinking about how they could be, you know, building profiles, owning their data, and almost starting to realign incentives for all users um, across the internet. So, I think doing more within like a social impact space is. Uh, work that I have done previously that I feel like is just there's so much opportunity there because it's not it doesn't have to be profit or purpose it can be both and it should be both and moving in that direction to me feels creative and inspiring and starts to connect a lot of dots so um, things along those lines is what I've I like get really jazzed about
0: what kind of info or data, um, more specifically, is it basic stuff like um, name, address, uh, email address, phone number type ordeal yeah. Or, or?
1: Yeah. I mean, from the start, it'll be pretty, you know, minimal. So mm-hmm. um, TBD on what that exact, um, that exact uh, Data is going to be that will be in that profile. But, like, even if it was just like your age, um, location, one piece of information to be able to provide some context and personalize the publicly available data that uh, or activity that you are doing across Web3, you know, that in itself is just kind of like step one. Where that goes um, is really t- down towards a path of almost digital ID. So, uh, there's a lot of you know, know, government application for that. Um, And it just is a matter of how things, you know, take shape from a partnership perspective and uh, integration perspective of, you know, the additional data. But there's, uh, as far as I'm aware, I don't feel like there's like a limitation of what that would look like. It's almost just a matter of how do we find the balance of wanting to make sure people understand that they're controlling it and wanting to give them opportunity to share it. Um, but not wanting to have the experience be too complex um, from the jump. And it's really more around, you know, in exchange for rewards that would uh, be of value to an individual as opposed to some sort of like microtransaction.
0: Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Like every time I log into a website and it gives me like an option to log in through like Facebook or Google, um, yeah. it's, it's really helpful. But it'd be cool if there was another option because I know that they're taking information from that site in some way. There's some benefits totally. to there. Um, Totally. Doing that. So it'd be cool to have some kind of, you know, blockchain digital identity where you could do that and still log in and have something fulfilled without having to go through one of these big companies.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, there's definitely, you know, um, the ability to almost be like a single sign on to some extent, like in that same way. Mm -hmm. But really the intention is just, it's a mindset shift and wanting to have individuals like know exactly what it is that's being shared. To be able to give them control over what is shared how long it's shared for who it's being shared with um so right now you enjoy that benefit it makes your experience easier and so you say yes i'll sign on without any sort of understanding of uh, potential exposure you might have because you just want a more seamless experience but we think that there's the um the opportunity to do both where you could have a more seamless experience but also still understand kind of what you're doing and you can make the choice of whether or not you want to opt into that so it's just that realignment it's not necessarily a a recreation of you know the current you know digital experience or experience somebody would have online now but just to give a little bit more um uh like a there's like a power shift and control given that it is your data and you're generating, it seems obvious, at least to me that you should be controlling it.
0: Yeah, totally. You mentioned something about rewards earlier too. Um, yeah. is that like an incentive for, you know, companies to use this or how does that work?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we we have a phased approach where, um, we know that this is like a big, um, ambitious project to tackle and we wanna do it in the right way with the right partners um, and really test and learn to make sure that we're moving as efficiently as possible. So in our roadmap, you know, step one is really data and analytics. Step two is, is thinking more towards like a, a web three advertising play. So uh, if we are connecting brands and individuals, um, we can work with brands to, you know, bring them onto Web3 and specifically using NFTs and be able to reward their customers with NFTs, which would be a value to those customers. And then next step is being able to connect with customers who are not just within their universe, but within the Snickerdoodle universe. So we know that individuals are motivated um, based on content or collectibles um, more than they would be for an amount. Um, associated with their data. And so that's uh, where we're going with this. And we know it's beneficial for brands and um, uh, it gives you the ability to have hyper-accurate targeting without um, compromising privacy of the individual and being able to adhere to any sort of data privacy regulation, which I think is a huge selling point for brands to be part of it.
0: Yeah, that'd be really cool. If you could receive rewards in the form of an NFT, um, just going shopping somewhere, getting... Maybe instead of getting points, yep. you get an NFT or I don't know, some kind of loyalty system. That'd be really cool. I've thought about that for quite a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we have an example on one of the demos that, you know, if you are purchasing a shoe from a major shoe company and you could then have a, you know, as part of it, it could say sign up for a Cycle Doodle account. Um, you own that, you know, TBD, I'm not exactly what that language is, but if you do that, you'll be able to receive a digital twin of the shoe. Um, And then obviously you own that NFT. You can do what you want with it, but that is something that's there and feels tangible and it feels connected to your purchase, but it also is added value. You're able to do what you want with that NFT. Um, And so it's interesting to think about what the consumer behavior would be like in kind of some of those scenarios. And that's really fun to kind of game out and discuss internally with the team.
0: What blockchain are you guys building on?
1: Yeah. So um, our core infrastructure is on Solana. Uh, mm-hmm. We are all just the team is all just in Lisbon. You know, we're we sit all over the place, so uh, we're fully global remote team. Um, and you know, anytime we can spend together in person is really fun. So we were all in Lisbon for the uh, Solana Breakpoint Conference. Uh, that's where our core infrastructure will be based. But ultimately, we believe in a multi-chain future. So we'll be expanding to allow for um, cross-chain application.
0: Got it. Why would you guys choose to build on Solana? Um, There's lots of options out there that stood out that made you guys want to do that.
1: Well, uh, one, just what we're looking for is a way to have a lot of transactions that happen with as little as possible in Gatsby. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, it's no secret, Sam, um, Tankman Freed is an advisor. Uh, and, and so we're, we're working on Solana both from, because we believe in the tech there, but you know, also, at, it was guidance from advisors.
0: Got it. Um, yeah. A couple more questions before we wrap up. What's your guys's? I think you mentioned it already, but your timeline and your roadmap, what are some things you have on that um, going into the new year that um, yeah. you think are pretty cool or important or that you think people should keep an eye on?
1: Yeah, so we are um, moving towards like MVP um, of our product to launch like early in Q1. Um, uh, also working with you know, partners on integrating into their system. So more to come on that. And then it will just be a phased approach into like having those snickerdoodle accounts, being able to provide the data analytics and start to work with brands on what campaigns would look like for them. Uh, And then move into the like full web three advertising where it's, you know, to their group of customers, but then also to the expanded snickerdoodle audience. So it's kind of like building product, but also building, users to demonstrate the validity and potential of of our product. Um, But you know, it's all moving towards digital ID. But I think that depending on who like what our partners look like, and um, there's lots of different ways to go from like a gaming perspective. um, And and would also like to see some additional uh, projects similar to Loteria, obviously not like a recreation of, of a Mexican bingo game, but to see some more of those social impact partnerships to, for us as a team to learn more about, you know, how we could you know, use our tech and, and flex our understanding of what's going on, but also to kind of mm-hmm. use our forces for good. Like that always feels uh, like an opportunity and, um, and that, yeah, you know, as i said it's something that i'm like really into so nice that's the plan
0: yeah cool um where can people go to keep up with all this stuff and snickerdoodle um and check it out and where can they go to yeah. keep up with you
1: so i mean twitter yo snickerdoodle is our handle mm-hmm. so um you can check out there we're in the process of updating our website so they're um, we'll be a lot more information there, um, and we'll get into more detail on the site of who we are, who we're working with, what our products look like, and we'll give you a better sense of our our vibe. So that update should be coming out probably in the next mm, three or four weeks. Um, but use Snickerdoodle um, or on LinkedIn, um, and and definitely just feel free to reach out. Happy to connect with anybody. Uh, and happy to make connections to the rest of the team. We're very open. And I think what's best about the industry, it just feels very collaborative and supportive and, you know, happy to continue doing that for, for anybody else who is interested in learning more.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Um, It's a good place to wrap it up. A lot of good content in there. Shira, thank you for taking the time to come on the show and really explain what you guys are doing at snickerdoodle. And I love the name too. I mean, it's perfect going into the holidays. Um, And we'd love to talk to you guys again in the future when you guys have more coming out as well. Um, So let me know. You're always welcome back on the show.
1: Great. Totally. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun chatting.
0: Of course. Anytime.
1: Bye. Bye.